0: Hello and welcome back to Jake's World, episode 12 of Jake's World, today is May 21st. Twenty twenty and wow My life is still really weird. So here's the deal. Starting a new job this week, right? New hours, new commute, seven to four, I'm living at home, no Wi Fi here, doing this podcast on a phone hotspot right now. It's really really strange, but That's okay, I mean, sometimes you gotta take the good with the bad, I mean, it's whatever, not a big deal, but I got a story for you guys, so, yesterday, I get home from work, right, and my dad's cutting the grass in the yard, we got a big yard, I live in the middle of nowhere in my hometown, it's not really a hometown, like, where I went to high school, and where I live is, like, 12 miles, but... Got a big open front yard Right And I park in the driveway My mom and dad each park in the garage He's got a truck Parks it on the side And I park in the driveway And you know I get home typically And I eat di- Like, I eat lunch Slash dinner I intermittent fast Yeah I'm a loser But whatever I'm eating And all of a sudden My dad busts in through the garage And he's like Christine, that's my mom's name, Christine. Christine, do me a favor, will you? And he sounds a little bit frantic. She's like, what? What do you want? I'm talking to Jake. Go downstairs, gra- or go in my bedroom, get the shotgun and a couple of shells. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, what's he going to do? Well, my dad is like Indiana Jones or Samuel L. Jackson and snakes on a plane. He hates snakes. Fucking hates them. I hate snakes! Right? He shoots a snake. In our front yard. There's no pest control up here. And he hates the motherfucker. So he just shot it. With a shotgun. That's what I got home to from work yesterday. Like... I'm, like, doing this job where... I'm learning a lot right now. I'm learning Excel again and doing, you know, the software and the database stuff with entails this new job. I work at a shipyard. They do government contracts and some private contracts right now. They're finishing this phase of fifteen or twenty littoral combat ships. It's like a little smaller than a frigate, a corvette, pretty much. They're building these ships, and I do reporting on a few of the item numbers on ship whatever I don't have to get too technical because I mean I can't even explain it but it's reporting and billing and things like that and I get I'm at work all day thinking and using my brain and then I come home to such savagery (laughs) just (laughs) slaughter this reptile in the front yard because I hate them I don't want them near my house so Jim Bob you're doing great keep up anywho um So yeah I mean my life's been Definitely a little different the last few days Especially like having no Consistent internet and you know Checking even social media has been a little bit harder But This show is going to be A little simpler Today A little more planning than last Friday's Which like I said on Tuesday's show was absolutely abysmal It's not going to be that bad I do have a few things I'd like to talk about But um It's going to be a little bit social media driven. But that's okay. It's something to talk about. If you're working. You're laying at home. Laying up because of you know. You're finishing their phases of quarantine. Whatever. My voice. My dreamy voice. That I hate the sound of. Myself. Maybe you don't. I don't know. It gives you something to listen to. And some food for thought. And that's always a good thing. But. To call her daddy beef. I'd. I'm not gonna get into it again. I talked about it at much more depth than I should have on the last show I did. But the Lord Farquad memes are so funny. Dave Portnoys brilliant. He's been doing a fantastic job with the memes and you know putting some content out there, making me laugh at work when you know I want to pound my head in sand because I'm sick of looking at the cover sheets on these TPS reports. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Off of space great movie. But um the Lord Farquad thing is so funny because the guy actually does look like him. Like, of course it's a cartoon character in Shrek, the original Shrek. Everyone knows who Lord Farquad is. If you don't, you're uncultured swine. But he's got like the bony face and the just the protruded lip. Oh, it's so funny. It's perfect. And then the meme guy, the master plumber, Vindog. Oh, he's so funny, too. I'm going to meme him to death, Dave. I'm going to meme him, Prez. Get out of there. Get down there. There you go. He's a master plumber. He does the toilet thing like he's plunging the toilet, and he's got his face swirling around. It's so funny. That made Tuesday and Wednesday pretty good. But I was thinking about something yesterday. Yeah, there's a moral to this, I promise. I was thinking about this yesterday. It's not too big of an undertaking. If I start on the call her daddy journey now. And. Mondays would be perfect for it. Because I could call them like. Mommy Mondays. Because I'm a guy and I'm the opposite. Just call her daddy. Tommy Smokes. Another Barstow employee does this thing called. A joke. At the time. Like when they were still on the air. It was like call him mommy. So. Every Friday, I record Thursdays, so every Friday, the last thing I'm going to do before I sign off for the weekend is I'm going to do like, I don't even know a good word. I'll do like fake Fridays or do, I should just honestly just call it, do it Mondays. We'll see how it goes. I will listen to this show. I'll do two a week. I'll listen to them and I'll talk about what I heard and how ridiculous it is. Let's call them slutty Saturdays. I I, I don't know. I'll think of something to call it. But I will talk about this show at the end. That way if you want to skip it. You don't have to listen to it. Because I'm sure I'm going to be less thrilled about it than you are. But I'll do it. I'll do it for some content. Signing off on Thursdays. I will give a brief recap of the episodes I listened to the week before. I promise. I promise it won't be intelligent, but I promise I will talk about it for a few minutes. More coming soon on that. Next, also next Friday, or maybe Monday, I'm not sure. Whenever I get around to it, I am going to do a. I'll talk about it for a few minutes. ESPN aired a movie version of the game six. For Michael Jordan based on the last dance. I'll talk about that for a few minutes as well. I'm not gonna get too much into that because it's kind of a little bit redundant, you know what I mean? Like we just did a ten part documentary series about it. It was covered, you know. I talked about it on Monday, that game six, that last one in ninety eight. But I'll I'll review it, I guess. You could say review it, I'll talk about it for a few minutes as well. So you got call her daddy. And you got Michael Jordan coming next Friday. I'll do that. Okay? I promise. Actually, no. I lied. Caller Daddy will be next Friday. I'll do that on Fridays because, I mean, that's like a checkout segment. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. Whatever. I kind of do. It's a guilty pleasure. I kind of want to talk about it. But we'll do the Michael Jordan stuff on Tuesday's episode get I won't get too I won't, you know, dedicate an entire episode to it, but I'll talk about it for a few minutes, what I thought, highlights, you know, what stood out to me, things like that. So, you'll get one more episode of Michael Jordan. And we got some good sports stuff coming up for the next few weeks too. I mean, I like I said, I have many different interests. I love sports and I like talking about a vast array of different subjects and sports are going to be talked about. And, I mean, ESPN started doing this 30 for 30 series for the summer when, you know, with the lockdown stuff. They've always done 30 for 30s, but they're doing, like, special ones. They're doing one about Lance Armstrong and, you know, the dope blood doping controversy with his Tour de France titles. And they're doing, like, Summer of the Long Ball, the 1998 home run race between, <coughs> excuse me, between um, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. So even though sports aren't going on, there's plenty of things I have to talk about. I just need to see it and get a little cue for this big brain I have to actually remember to talk about it. So not to worry, you'll get your sports and some people don't like all the sports and that's why I try to find these quirky things to talk about too or try to spin it into a way that it's not just about sports, it's about a real life meaning towards it too. So I try to diversify it, I try to You know, attack it from different angles and find different viewpoints, different talking points to go off of that. So, yeah, big subject matter. I mean, half of it, essentially, dried up Sunday night. But, not to worry, Jake's going to figure something else out because Jake's a wizard. Now, Spotify bump. Not sure if you've heard. I'm not sure what your podcast listening tendencies are, but Joe Rogan, the best blogger on earth. I mean, Joe Rogan's got so much stuff to do with everything. Like he's a a lot, I'm a lot like him. I shouldn't say he's a lot like me. I'm a lot like him. He's very fascinated in a lot of different things, right? He's a comedian. That's what he started out as. They're doing some, I mean, that's what he got fame doing, I should say. I I didn't, like, read his whole history before talking about this. But he got notable doing stand-up. But he loves um, MMA stuff, martial arts, you know, combat sports. He talks to Dana White a lot on his podcast. He's a blogger now. He puts out content and media for people to consume. And he's probably the best blogger in the world. I mean, he's not the number one on the charts all the time, but he's always number top five, right? It's ironic because Caller Daddy was in the top spots for a long time. Part of my take was up there for a little bit. Spitting Chicklets was up there for a little bit. An array of podcasts were up there, but Joe Rogan has never left the top five because he has this curiosity, right? He always talks about so many different things and he's interested in everything and he wants to hear different walks of life and hear stories and testimonials and give his opinion on he's a very political person too. And I feel like that's kind of how that's who I look up to when I do these things because I mean, look at Barstool Sports for instance. I love Barstool Sports. I love to consume their content. I listen to part of my take. I listen to Spit and Chicklets. And I follow a lot of the other things. I mean, KFC radio. um, I follow all those personalities because they're funny. They talk about sports, but they get into other things too. But that only takes you so far. I can't listen to Rogan. I don't listen to him regularly. I have before. He's interesting. It's just too much. Like, I would never be able to keep up. It's like three hours a day. It's almost like he does his own radio show that he produces himself and he publishes on, well, formerly Apple Podcasts. I just couldn't keep up with that. It's too much... For me to listen to every day. On top of everything else that I listen to. Including music. Because there are times where it's like. I cannot listen to somebody else just talking to me. I need music. I need silence. I need to read a book. Something. I just. I can't listen to him every day. It's a treat. But I look up to him. Because he has this curiosity about everything. And the people he gets on his show too. Like he talks to Elon Musk. He'll talk to sports personalities. And former politicians. And whoever and if you I mean I'm doing this podcast in a way where it's like I'm not taking it all that seriously like at the end of the show I tell you to you know rate review subscribe but I mean at the end of the day this is just a hobby for me it's not my livelihood right I have a this I'd say nine to five but I have a regular day job and I do this because I want to and because you know I'm throwing something at the wall and I'm hoping it'll stick would I love to do this full time for a job of course I would because it interests me enough and I consume it enough and I feel like I have a good enough understanding of what I need to do in order to make that work and if the pieces fall into place well they fall as they may I'm I'm great with that but it's like I don't need that to happen my life doesn't depend on it If I'm just doing this for a hobby to pass time. To keep me sane. To give me something to do. That's fine too. But if you're doing it at all. I feel like Joe Rogan is the guy you look up to. He's the most successful guy in this industry. He was one of the pioneers of this industry. And frankly he's the best at it. And it's not always about making you laugh. It's about making you think too. Because that's important. He... You know, prods you in the right direction. He gives you that food for thought. He'll make you laugh. His guests will make you laugh. He's successful. Jake, why are you talking about Joe Rogan? Get to the point. Well, there's a method. He's the best. And he gets paid like he's the best. I'm not sure if it was Tuesday. I think it was Wednesday, though. I'm not sure. Earlier this week, Joe Rogan signed a $100 million deal with Spotify to transition his podcasts from all streaming services wherever you consume your podcast, whether it be Spotify or Apple Music or Google Play or whatever other app you can possibly use. He signed an exclusive licensing deal with Spotify for $100 million starting September 1st. Holy shit. Could you imagine making a nine-figure salary a year by talking into a microphone? Now, when I say that, I, I make it sound really easy, and it's not. I mean, just from me talking, there's things that, I mean, I have to get over. I'm saying I because I'm doing it, but if you were to do it, you have to think of it as in a way as there are hurdles for you to get over. You need to know what you're talking about, and you need to know how to talk. Sometimes I trip over my words, trip over my tongue, get my tongue twisters, right? Everyone does, and then I'll be like, hit pause, delete, back up, and try it again, or sometimes it'll be like, talk, Jake, idiot. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's like, ooh, that was really bad. I got to redo it. But that's one thing. You know, physically doing it, that's easy. The hardest thing is just putting it out there. Worrying about, oh, is someone going to like this or hate it? Or are they going to listen to it? Or are they going to be like, oh, that's stupid? Or if I promote it, am I going to lose followers because it's annoying to them? Or I don't give a shit about that? You got to just get to the point where you don't care about it. And you just do it because that's what you want to do and that's the boat I'm in, right? My livelihood doesn't depend on it. I'm doing this because I want to. I want it to go places, but at the end of the day, when I lay my head on the pillow, I'm not worried about it. You know, I don't have rent to pay or food to buy or gas to put in my car. That's dependent on whether or not you download this podcast and I land a sponsorship and everything's hunky-dory. I don't worry about that. I do this because I'd love it to go, for it to go somewhere, but I like it. It's challenging to me. It's challenging for me to, you know, think of talking points about things that I'd like talking about. And it's even more challenging to think of talking points to talk about things that i don't enjoy that much that I feel like need to be said but don't intrigue me that much that's what's really challenging and that's what kind of drives me to this point is finding something that is interesting because it's not easy because it's hard you'll get to that one day when you're you know sports is an easy one right because like for me I was always pretty good at All the sports. And I didn't realize it until I stunk at basketball. In high school. That I hated basketball. I hated basketball practice. I'm better now than I was before. And I really wish I would have had the same mentality when I was in high school. Get good at it. Because it's not your favorite. That analogy might have made no sense. But it's discouraging to be bad at something. And I learned that way too late. Golf has taken me to that level. Golf can be a humbling game. It's an extremely difficult game to play because it's not all physical. It's mental. Right? It's fun. That's what you tell yourself after you, you know, you are on the fourth shot of a par five and you're still 200 yards from the pin and you take a swing with your hybrid. I don't use hybrids, but I take a swing with my hybrid and I, you know, hit a clump of sod three inches thick and clump goes farther than the ball and then you're muttering to yourself golf is fun golf is fun golf is fun you'll get to the point one day I promise everyone in their life will get to the point one day where they've mastered something or maybe not even mastered something but they've gotten bored enough or good enough at something where they'll want something that challenges them golf is one thing for me And this is another thing for me Because it's something else I can improve at It's something I like And it's not easy You know there are days where I get home from work And it's like I don't really feel like doing this today Or I really want to do something else I just want to watch TV Or shoot the shit with my dad Or go play chipper in the yard (laughs) But I do it every time Monday night comes along Thursday night comes along I do it. And it took me so long. I wanted to start this before. I even bought the microphone to do it like a month before I finally pulled the trigger on it. Once you commit to it, it's a challenge. And that challenge and trying to, you know, embrace that challenge is exciting. It's fun. It's interesting. It's rewarding. Like, of course, I'm not getting 10 million downloads an episode like Joe Rogan is, the point of this argument, for this topic, I'm not getting 10 million downloads every time I put it out, but I'm getting feedback. I'm getting people telling me, "Hey, that was really cool," or "I look forward to that." I played. Um, I talked to one of my buddies from school, and he's like, "Podcast out tonight?" I'm like, "Yeah, cool." He loves it. I like that. Thanks, Roost. I love that. Comes, it brings me back for more. It makes me want to put effort into it and be good at it and find things to talk about and make you laugh. And Moral of this is to be Joe Rogan and to get paid a nine-figure salary to do this when you're already loaded. Oh my God. I would live in a cardboard box in the middle of a cornfield if I had to. It's funny because I'm looking at a cornfield right now out my bedroom window, but Seriously, I would give it all up for that. A lot of people make money, and a lot of people do things that they love. Not a lot of people get both. I don't even know if Joe Rogan loves podcasting, but he's fucking good at it, and he's getting paid like he's good at it. That's absurd. Now, this podcast, probably the, I won't say the most notable podcast podcasts in the world because well maybe it is i don't know i feel like podcasts are really niche as a whole i mean barstool sports are typically guys who listen to sports podcasts and then there's you know true crime and um educational and like dave ramsey show he does insurance and financial planning stuff and there's more sports stuff. Bill Sim I mean the sports ones are the ones I'm most familiar with. I listen to Mad Money by Jim Kramer a lot. Hey I'm Kramer. Jimmy Chill. It's just a show on in a podcast form, but it's not the point. What I'm trying to say is it's super niche and Joe Rogan is a guy who you everyone knows who he is. And in this industry, er, I shouldn't say it like I'm an insider, but you get the point. He's really good at it. Why? I'm not sure. Maybe it's his ability to make people laugh because he was a comedian. Or maybe it's his ability to talk about all things because he's super, super into all kinds of subject matter. And he's not afraid to go there. And he's very opinionated, too. And he's not afraid to... Say what's on his mind, and that's important too. Because a lot of times, when you go too far, especially in today's polarized political climate we have, you say one thing, and the other side gets offended, and they turn it off, and they're like, "I hate that guy" or "I hate that girl." I'm not listening to them anymore. He it doesn't seem to have that ability. I mean, of course, there's people who don't like him, but it seems like the people that are willing to tune in far outweigh the people who aren't willing to listen. In a population of people that listen to podcasts and listen to media like that 100 million dollars is a big fucking deal CEOs of fortune 500 companies don't make hundreds of millions of dollars and they're doing loads more work right this guy he does a daily show he finds guests he has a team makes a good product but that's his life I'm not sure what goes into it I mean his shows are like anywhere from The short ones Sometimes he'll do little briefs that are like an hour But then he'll do shows like a morning It's almost like radio where it's four hours long And he produces it and publishes it And the ad dollars he has to make But now This is what I wanted to get into with this Is because Spotify Publicly traded company Is willing to shell out $100 million a year to the biggest podcaster in the world. Why would they do that if it was a good deal for Rogan? I'm not saying it's bad for Rogan. I think this is mutually beneficial because Joe Rogan gets, you know, pretty nice annuity for the rest of his life because he's relatively, I think he's like 45 or 50, so he's got another 10, 15 years of doing this and blogging and podcasting isn't physically strenuous and, If your brain's sharp, you can do this for a long time. But that's a chunk of money to shovel out to Spotify for licensing. They get the ad dollars. He's going to do the ads still, right? Ads can work in in a few different ways. You can do it on per listen or per download. You can do it per engagement, which is typically a better rate than per download and there's a few other ways you can do it too but those are the two big ones. The biggest one is per download. How many people actually listen to that ad and you get paid a small percentage. Say you have a thousand downloads you might get um, let's use an easy number 10 cents. 10 cents per thousand downloads. When you have nine and a half million downloads an episode, I think that's the number I saw. It said followers, the tweet I saw. So even for simplicity's sake, just assume a million people download every show you put out. Ten cents? It's $100,000. No, a mil- one million, not ten million. One million, so $10,000 an episode. You don't do them on weekends, so assume there's 250 working days a year. It's $250,000 a year on ad revenue. That's one ad. On a four hour show, you might do eight ads. No, 25,000. Jake, math. Come on, man. You went to school for math. Ten cents. $25,000 an ad per, or for, per show for ads. Oh, man, you're not doing math well. I had a little too much to drink before the show. I usually like to have a nice whiskey before. Ah, it was good. Okay, let's do this again. One million downloads. 10% of that, or 10 cents a dollar would be 10 million. 10 cents be 100,000. Jesus, you're a dumbass. Okay, whatever, but you get the point. You're making a chunk of change... To just do a podcast. Right? Spotify gets to keep all that now. On top of whatever else they got. And then they give Joe Rogan a hundred million dollars an episode or per year. For anywhere from two hundred to three hundred episodes a year. Exclusively on Spotify. Like you can't get it anywhere else unless you're pirating a podcast. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Just get Spotify. They're free on Spotify. I just, the whole point of me bringing this up is to just highlight how big Joe Rogan is. He's huge. Now, I didn't see the term, I didn't, I think I saw the tweet. I saw a tweet, I read a brief article about it, but I don't remember how long the term was for. It might even be a year to year thing, but that's the dream. The fucking dream. Man, if I could do that for. I'd do that for $100,000 a year. Hell, I'd probably do that for $10 a year. (laughs) Nah, I'm just kidding. But It's fun. If you're good at it. And you have a knack for it. And an interest to talking to people. And doing the business side of things. Which I kind of do. Man, that would be a life. That would be fun. Now, the last segment. I'm going to talk about. Might not have a meaning to it either. I mean, I feel like this episode has kind of derailed a little bit, but I was able to talk about concrete subjects instead of just rambling on. Sort of. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Lunch break today at my desk, eating my sandwich, and scrolling through Twitter, and I see a brilliant place meme. Now the none other than. My real life, my man's, George Costanza. And says, This was supposed to be the summer of George. Hmm. The summer of George, you say. The summer of George. Let me explain the side story of that. Summer of George. Okay, so everyone who's ever existed knows that I am a huge Seinfeld fan. I'm actually George Costanza, and I love to incorporate themes of Seinfeld into this show. Now, Seinfeld's a dark show, right? We don't realize it because it's a comedy, but the elements that make up the show are very dark. It's about insecurities, work, your life, relationships, things like that, and... It's almost a satire of that negative energy, right? George gets fired from his dream job as being an assistant to the general manager of the New York Yankees. He finally gets fired for doing absolutely nothing for all those years and he gets a little severance package from Steinbrenner. Give me that cauzon Costanza Finally gets he Steinbrenner's had enough. He gets a severance package. It'll last him three months, and George decides, like, he's optimistic like all of us are. Oh, I have three months. I'm going to do whatever I want. It's going to be the summer of George. I'm going to have all this fun. I'm going to go do things. I'm going to date people. I'm going to do activities and have fun, go to the movies, go to the park, all that, right? Except he does what all of us do when we have time off. Nothing. The fucker won't even take off his pajamas. He'll eat popcorn on his couch and watch movies. Like I binge watched The Sopranos the entire series in a week and a half. After I had a couple weeks off. That's classic Costanza. Another reason why I'm Costanza. But. Why are you saying this Jake? Get to that. Now the end of the episode. Involves George. Slipping on an invitation in his mail room and breaking his legs or his back or something. And he's hospitalized and he's going to have to learn how to walk again. But that's neither you nor there. The whole point of this is that we all want the summer of George, right? We all do. Everyone wants a summer of George. grand illusion of this beautiful summer where... It's filled with ecstasy and fun and summer's right around the corner. Monday's Memorial Day. We want to do these things and see our friends and, you know, pick up a new hobby and be outside and have fun. But there's this thing called COVID, quarantine, extended stay-at-home orders. right? even if you can go outside where you're living it's probably not the best or I shouldn't say outside the the even though you can go in public go to the bar you probably shouldn't you should probably hold off it'd be a smart thing to do the whole coronavirus thing has been a rotten memory right and you know Traying that illusion forward that we're going to be kind of stuck doing our own things in isolation for a while is, well, that's a pretty common theme. And it's honestly a likely one. So your summer of George is canceled. But it's not, says Costanza. Don't let it be canceled. You know why? Because have all that fun and adventure and mystique and whatever good adjective you want to use for it find a way to make it your summer of george you know what you're a really boring person if you look forward to going to the bar on a thursday friday saturday and sometimes a sunday i did it in college i wasn't diversified my fun portfolio was not diverse i was boring i was a fun fraud don't be a fun fraud go on a hike Bring beers with you. Go play volleyball at the park with six of your close friends or five other close friends. Bring alcohol. You can incorporate fun things outside. Have fun. Have that adventure. Make it the summer of George. Don't let biology stop you. Don't let the government stop you. Don't let Corona stop you. Even drink a Corona on your summer of George. Just have the summer of George. And that wraps up episode 12. So It's a doozy. Kind of all over the place today. But like I said. I've been kind of plugged in the work. The last few days. And you know. Not a ton of social media exposure. Sometimes Twitter and Instagram. Are great ways to. You know spark an idea with some content generated and some food for thought I like saying food for thought because it's kind of clever but it's true like sometimes I need something that like sparks something in my brain and I can kind of get on a tangent and oh I can do something with that that has been a little tough for me you know with you know the boondock internet here my mom is committed to getting Wi-Fi. I'm very happy about that I'm so excited I can't wait to not have to come home and be like, leave me alone, don't play on your phone, because the limited 4G up here is going to be swamped up by you guys if you're on Facebook, and I can't make a podcast, so I'm excited for that. Is the quality of this going to get better? Uh, maybe, I hope so. Anyways, thank you for listening. The last few weeks have been a little weird for me because I've been kind of prepping a half move and, you know, got a lot of different things going through my head and my priorities are a little different than they were, you know, three weeks ago. But I knew I was doing this, but, of course, it doesn't really hit you until it's time to do it. And guys and girls who have been listening to this, thank you. Love the support vital i like seeing the numbers and it's like oh it was more than just me who listened to this today so thank you for that and keep telling people to listen to it and keep spreading it i want this thing to take off and i haven't done a great job of promoting it i'm gonna try to find the most efficient ways to do that soon but just keep doing what you're doing all you gotta do is subscribe rate review Rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at JakeSawinski8, J-A-K-E-S-A-W-I-N-S-K-I-8. New episode coming Tuesday. I will be recording on Memorial Day because I am a stud, a savage, a savant. Have a good weekend, guys. Be safe. I know it's the first holiday where, you know, Outside drinking is encouraged. Be smart. Be safe. If you have a lockdown in order, try to follow that. We don't need a second spark of all this shit. I want to return to normal, whatever normal may be. But whatever you do, make it the summer of George. Have fun with it. Be safe. All right, boys. shine, I would still be loving you. When mountains crumble to the sea, there will still be you and me.